Welcome to Kicking It with Casca, a podcast that focuses on bringing you the latest and greatest in education. Sit back, relax, and let's kick it. Coming live on location from the Kansas State Capitol, it's Kicking It with Casca, including Hannah and Mal and their pals. Woohoo! Hey everybody, we are live at the uh, Capitol building today. We are here with some Casca pals and we have a very special guest. As always, I let my pal Mal introduce our special guest. Well, we are so excited. We don't know if you can hear all the hustle and bustle of the Capitol, but we are here with Mary Lynn. Poshkin from Leewood, and she's in District 20, and she is with the Kansas House of Representatives. And we know that you have to get to a meeting, so we're going to let you take it away, girl. Well, thank you guys, and thank you for being at the Capitol today. And, you know, I got to talk to you guys this morning, and I'm just so inspired by the work that we do. And you know that I have seven children, and that the kids are why I'm really in this building. And the good care that you give them is so important. And mental health is, like I said this morning, it's not optional. And I want to thank Say it louder for the people in the back. It is not Well, we appreciate your support. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you for all you do for us. Thank you. You guys, I'm going to throw cards at you and call it. Oh, good. Perfect. And we'll also share our podcast with you. Excellent. Please do. And you'll find me on social media, Poskin, P-O-S-K-I-N, 4-K-S. Wonderful. Instagram and Facebook. Wonderful. We will add that to our show next. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great meeting. All right. And we are also here with Miss Melanie Scott. Hello, everyone. You can go ahead. Today was such an amazing day. Um, It was just a day of unity for school mental health. We had people from um, all over Kansas. We had school counselors, school social workers, school psychologists, and they added school nurses here. We know how important nurses are in school mental health. Wonderful. And we also have Dr. Lindsey Brown. Hello. I'm so excited to be here today. Really, my thought process goes to prevention. I think um, that's a lot of our initiative talk today is all about making sure that kids are taken care of from the very beginning and before problems arise. And I'm really excited about the prevention pieces and just the energy today has been really positive. Um, And I'm excited for the outlook of school counseling and um, all of the other health professionals that are here today as well. Awesome, thank you so much. And we also have Mr. Nick Brummett. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so this is my first experience at um, the Kansas Mental Health Advocacy Day. And I think the best thing that I took away was when Mary Lynn Poskin, uh, not Mary Lynn Poskin, um, Ann Ma this from the State Board Ooh, of yeah. Education. Whoop, whoop. We, we love Ann. She talked about how um, SEL is something that is that they are advocating for and that it is still very important to the Kansas Board. And so it just made me, when I left that meeting, just feeling very positive about our work and feeling like we are supported from the state level. So a big shout out to her for having our back and supporting us through some very difficult times right now. We love Anne, and we also love Anne for her amazing style and jewelry. That's we true. We love her. And then we also have another school counselor in 501, Miss Shin. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. Um, I am Xin Tian. I 
Dylan Original from China, and this is my second time, you know, being part of the mental health advocates um, day here, and I just feel very supportive being around, you know, school nurses, workers, psychologists, and my, you know, friends from counseling field. So I'm glad that you know everybody is being united today and hear like how important. Our work has been doing to support our kids and families and the whole community. So I'm looking forward to hear more you know, ideas and get refreshed this year. And Shin, I love that you brought that up because isn't this the first year that counselors, social workers, psychs, and nurses have all come together to support Mental Health Advocacy Day? Am I crazy or is this the first one? This is the first one nurses have been added. Perfect. Um, and it really began last year when we added them into our president's group and mm -hmm. They kind of evolved from there but they really are such a part of our yeah. our health team um and and often times like they talked about today they're dealing with mental health issues with kids and sometimes they're, they're on the front lines and they're like man this kiddo's having this issue it might actually be mental health related and not a physical symptom so they're the ones that hand kids off to us we hand kids off to them so i feel like it's a really good collaborative initiative and i'm glad that they were brought on this year i do too and i felt like they were kind of a fierce force when they opened the floor up for questions there was that nurse that gave that example of her community it's a nurse and what a social worker. Social worker. And she said that they are just over flooded with mental health needs and that they field them as best as they can, but they just don't have a big enough mental health team to support the needs of their students in their building and how important it is to get those school counselors in there. So I really appreciated hearing from her and what a struggle. I mean, that, that really does stink that it's been such a struggle, but knowing that this is important, we do need to be in schools. And that's why it's so important to have a day like this where we can learn how to be a good advocate. Speaking of which, I know Mel. She knows she knows the things, don't you, about advocacy, right? You're you're a girl. Can you give us a way to learn a little bit more about like if I don't know how to advocate for our profession or anything at all, where's a good place to start? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it just reminds me of one of the keynotes, Leah Flitter, I mean, she's the Assistant Executive Director of Advocacy, yeah. and she's also with Government Relations at the Kansas Association of School Boards. And she was just mentioning, you know, that was part of her everyday job to come to the Capitol to testify. And she said, how more effective is it for counselors like us that are in the trenches to write letters to our legislators to, you know, to come and speak, it's just you kind of have to start with your comfort level. So she just gave us several ideas at, at that time. And so if you have any questions about how to start advocating, that's going to be something that we're going to put some different videos out. I know that ASCA has some position statements on that. So reach out to your CASCA board and we can absolutely help with that. And it doesn't have to be that you know, you're this amazing public speaker. You can just be like, I'm really good at writing letters because they want to hear from us. We are the people. Well, I would add on to that advocacy piece. I think a really good place to start is by just being a true comprehensive school counselor yourself because people think school counselors do what they see school counselors doing. So I think a great piece of advocacy is just doing you know, what we know is best practice in the role of a school counselor and then also just starting to advocate at your own school. I think that's a really good starting place too. And we have a, this is the perfect time to do it. 
we are getting very close to National School Counseling Week, February 6th through the 10th. Through the 10th. And that would be a great time to get something going on. Show some, I know Mel has some awesome data. Mallory does fun days. There's lots of different things that you can do um, to advocate for our profession in that way within your own building. Well, I think it's so important, too, that we remember that this Advocacy Day is not just for amazing school counselors, but that we are a united front. Yes. You know, we want a piece of that pie as well as the nurses and the social workers and the psychs. But this day is so cool, too, because we are a united front. Um, so since we are all school counselors here, um, one of the speakers today talked about, like, your elevator speech, mm -hmm. your three to five minute passion if you had that short of time with somebody, what would you share? So, Nick, what would you share if you were given three to five minutes to somebody? How, what would your passion be? What were the points that you would want to get across? Um, I think it goes back to the prevention piece, but I think it goes, um, when, what I kept thinking about was how often my students are asking for this kind of information, and it's not so much that it's something that I decide, uh, you know, when it comes to suicide prevention or discussing mental health with students, I, I find that a lot of students are coming forward and asking for that information. So when I think about advocacy, I feel like I can be an advocate, but I also want to teach my students to advocate too, because I feel like sometimes their voices are heard much more than us as profession, in, in the profession. So something that just keeps going through my mind is, um, you know, if I would want to talk to representatives is I would want them to talk to students. I would want them to come in and see students and ask students about their experiences and ask about what they feel like they need. Kind of going back to um, our school board representative that spoke to us this morning, she actually does that and she's part of a, I think a committee, is that what she said, where she goes out and talks to students and I feel like that's where our representatives really need to spend a little bit more time is in schools talking to students. Obviously people in the profession are great, but if you really want to know um, from the perspective of who experiences things every day, I think it's got to get to the students. And I don't know that their voices are necessarily heard all the time. Awesome. Well, and how full circle is that? Teaching kids how to advocate for themselves, just like we're doing today. All right, Jen, how about you? Somebody from being from another country and being with this, how, what would you take away? What would your speech be? For me, I think it's to bring, you know, lots of awareness from our uh, knowledge to the kids, to your staff, to your admin, to build that relationship on, like, how important to learn what is, you know, social emotional learning and what can help us building the, those soft skills in the future to be able to be more competitive in the, you know, uh, upcoming whole world so it's like a holistic uh, view to the kids that I can bring from you know a different cultural background and which is what I have been doing for the kids and they are super excited to learn different perspective from each other so I'm learning with our kids too. That is so wonderful thank you so much. Mel how about you? You know I keep thinking talking about our school team, I keep going back to the teachers and how important they are right now. Um, and just that advocating for giving them a place to feel safe and valued and connected as well. Um, because when those teachers feel safe and valued and connected, that helps our other students as well. So it's just so important when we're talking about our school mental health team to just keep remembering 
our educators, everything that's gone to the place right now, and we're support them. Absolutely. Dr. Brown? Um, I think just access to school counselors. I think that's like what's on the forefront of my mind. We have we have several people that share today, you know, their districts don't have any elementary counselors or part-time elementary counselors. And, um, you know, I feel like that, and, you know, 250 to 1 is the recommended ASTA ratio for school counselors to students. And I think she said kids is 1 to 389. Yeah. Um, and so I think just that access to be able to truly spend time with kids and to be preventative, um, we have to have groups on the ground and people that are in those positions that are qualified school counselors that can really, um, that every kid has access to a qualified school counselor and is able to get access to a comprehensive program where they're getting all of their academic and career and social emotional needs met. So I think just access, access is huge. That is so true. And Hannah, I know that you ask a lot of questions, but I yeah. want to hear from you too. Absolutely. What would your elevator speech be? I think I would go, I would rewind it back a little bit. Um, I even think about in my own home. So um, my boyfriend, Dalton, he is like, what does an elementary counselor even do? Like mm -hmm. when I was going back to school, he's like, I don't know what they do. I didn't have one. I know my high school counselor got me ready for college or whatever I want to do post-secondary. I don't even know what you do. I think where it's going to be so important is to let our parents know what we do. Mm -hmm. Send out a newsletter. Advocate for yourself that way. Because right now, SEL is becoming so political. Politi oh, my gosh. I can't even say Help me out. Political. It's just political. There we go. And it it's not. It's these life skills that we're teaching these kids. And if it becomes this thing where they think we're teaching them something that we're really not, we need people to know what we are teaching and what we are doing. Um, because like I think it was Lindsay said, you know, they they see what we're doing. And if we're showing them what we're doing and we're being out there and putting ourselves out there, I think that's so important because who comes to the school doors when there's trouble? Parents, right? So we've got to have them um, supporting us too and knowing exactly what we do because sometimes I don't know that mental health, you know, social worker, counselor, psychs, we get so blurred with the lines. I don't think they know always what our role is and that's not their fault. Um, but we can do a better job at letting them know what we do. And what a perfect time that this is when National School Counseling Week is coming up. Right. And so counselors out there, you can use your own social media. Tell people what you do. Yep. And we were talking about this at lunch, but the guidance counselor term needs to go away. We do provide a lot of guidance, but we are school counselors. We are there for students, staff, stakeholders, everybody. So use your own social media. Get in front of your boards if you can. Talk to your staff about it. And I loved your idea, too, of a newsletter. Yeah. How easy is that? You can do it easy on Canvas, which is faux free. Right. So easy to do. And actually, just to piggyback off that, too, um, my principal asked just recently, so we have classroom newsletters that go out every week. She said, could you just send the classroom teachers what you're doing and they can plug it into their classroom. Oh, yeah, newsletter. that's nice. So, you know, they're going to read that. Right. So then you just have a little plug of what you're teaching. So they don't think that you're going all crazy, you know, off the cuff. You know, we're learning about friendship or growth mindset or, you know, the power of positivity, whatever it is you're teaching. Um, you know, we want we want to be open about about that, too. And I think the more, you know, um, or the closer up you can get, the more you realize counselors are awesome. Well, and I think, too, that we're a bridge between all of those people that yep. we just talked about. And one of the things that I would include in my elevator speech is a story that I have with one of my past school board members, Mr. Williams. He comes in every Wednesday or excuse me, every Thursday and we do a boys to men group. Yes, everyone's <laughs> playing a song in their head, but teaching um, 
all kids, but especially our boys in the younger grades, how to be a great kid, mm -hmm. how to be a man, how to be a man that can help others. But I think too, seeing men in elementary schools is amazing. Nick, we love you, but there's not enough of you. We need men. We need positive men, especially at the elementary school. Mm -hmm. So it's cool for them to see somebody like them in front of them, playing games, having fun, and just having a positive interaction with a board member speaks volumes. So it is wonderful. I thought of one more thing um, as we've been sitting here. This not necessarily on our elevator speech, but um, when Mary Lynn Poskin was talking today, she said she reads every single email she receives. So send those emails to your representatives. She also, there was someone that asked the question, um, can people who are not in your state send a letter to your representative? And she said, absolutely, period. I thought she was gonna say absolutely not. And yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> so, you know, people from out of state, and we have found that this is happening recently, people who don't even live in our state are emailing our representatives wanting to get a hand in what we do, and they don't even live here. So please think of your elevator speech, send it an email, put a pretty bow on it, and send it to your representatives, our legislation, all that good stuff. I think another thing that I was thinking about when you were talking about advocacy piece is our qualifications as school counselors. I think I learned last year during this day that there are a lot of people that don't understand that, you know, a school counseling program right now, a master's is 60 hours. It's it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot of college hours. And so we are true talk about the difference between guidance and school counselors. We are true mental health professionals mm -hmm. who are in schools. And I think that that's important for our parents to know. It's important for our, our teachers and our staff and our administrators to know. Um, but it's also important for our legislators to know and understand that we have those qualifications that are unique. Um, and so I think that's another piece when I think about advocacy. I just think about those qualifications that we bring to the table too. Which I don't think people always know. You know, I don't think, you know, somebody would know that we have a master's degree. And it, they might just think it's a bachelor's. I, I think that's a really good point, Lindsay. Yes. Yeah. A great place to share that is at your site council or your PTA meetings. Yeah. It's so important to get in front of those parents and advocate and share what you do throughout the year. Uh, share some of the awesome programs that you have. Share some of your data. I know when I shared my data with um, some parents this last fall, I just asked, how many office visits do you think I've had this year? And I think one guessed like 50, one guessed like 75. And I absolutely blew their mind when I told them the amount of office visits I had. And it wasn't even the whole year. I think it was just like from at that time, August to February 1st, it was over a thousand. And they just have no idea the contact and the impact that we have with these students. Absolutely. Okay, so we're all sitting around this table. We've talked about advocacy. We talked about all the great things that we can do. But how did you get here? How did you become a school counselor? What made you want to get in this role? And I think that, um, you know, educators got in their role because of some sort of passion, or maybe a parent or a grandparent was a teacher. So take a few seconds and think about why you became a counselor. So... Mal, I'll actually start because you're a big reason oh, <laughs> that man. I became a school counselor. Um, I actually joined the school counseling world in um, a very different way. I was a direct entry student. Um, I had actually graduated from K-State with a degree in advertising, and I worked at a marketing firm for a couple of years before I decided to go back to school. Um, I loved my job at the marketing firm. I had the best boss. He would give you your day off on your birthday. I got to meet all of these people that own companies. I got to go, you know, you know, wine and dine with it. It was fun. But at the end of the day, I just did not feel fulfilled. Like it was not 
super heart happy for me. And I just didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was kind of getting a little bit of a funk. So um, I, I talked to my mom and she was like, you kind of need to do a little soul searching right now, figure out what you really want to do. Or if this is your career path, like how can you make this fit for you? How can you make it more, um, you know, of, of a fulfilling career? So I told her that I would do that spent some time, thought about it. And every single thing that I did that involved passion and my heart was full, I was with kids. Um, I, I coached that. a swim team growing up. I worked at the swimming pool, worked at Boys and Girls Club um, a little bit. I also uh, coached a soccer team. <laughs> I, was, I knew, I don't really know a lot about soccer, but I, <laughs> I did it in college. I worked with the Girl Scouts. I did all of these different things. And those were the things that brought me the most joy and I felt the most happy. So I actually, I remember sitting on my couch and my mom and Mallory had come over and they were like, why don't you be a school counselor? And I was like, I'd never really thought my mom was a school counselor. She was a principal. I don't know why this hadn't really connected for me. And it was that day that you two sat down with me and I was just like, okay, I think I'm going to do this. So that's, that's how I got here. I love that. Yeah. All right, Jen, from another country, yeah, you how came did, to really, K-State. How did you get here? Talk to us, <laughs> talk to us about well, your journey, friend. I walked here. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Long walk, girl. Um, so actually, I studied applied psychology um, when I was in college in China. And then when I was um, a sophomore, I figured out, you know, psychology is my passion. And... I was searching back then um, because we got some, you know, bank searching engine that I couldn't access. But then I used the VPN throughout my college, so I was able to use Google. And then I just searched like um, psychology related field, and then I narrowed down the school counseling. And I applied for um, master program actually, and I got two in. One is K-State and the other one is Auburn. Um, I had a really great, you know, like email conversation with Dr. Julie. Uh, love. Retired. Yes, they are such a lovely couple. And I, yeah, I just decided I'm going to go to K-State and started my counseling journey here in Kansas. And I met lots of, you know, good people here and they're just, amazing and i think my journey has been really smooth i think with all sorts of support here um that's how i you know walk here and become a school counselor that is so wonderful thank you so much mel how about you girl okay so when i was going for my bachelor's in teaching one of my educational psychology teacher was a school counselor during the day. And I just loved her. I loved hearing about her job. So I knew eventually that's what I wanted to do. So about my third year of teaching, um, I transferred to another school. And guess what? They needed another school counselor. So that was a perfect time for me to get started. Um, I, I just, I love the idea of helping kids find hope. You know, I think so many kids are going through so many things right now and they're not really future focused. They're just kind of thinking of like the past or maybe just able to focus on the here and now. So to be able to help them find hope and that they have, you know, an effect in that. Like it's not just something that's given to you. It's not just a wish. Like, guess what? You can do hard things. Mm -hmm. And I just I just absolutely love working with students. Awesome. Thank you so much. Dr. Brown, how about you? 
So um, I was a fifth grade teacher um, before I was a school counselor. And I remember one of my first observations with my administrator. She, um, we had our meeting afterwards and I remember her saying, you really thrive being their friend, but like maybe we need to work on some like classroom management a little bit. So I remember like truly thinking about it and talking to some of the teachers in my building. And one of them was like, you would be a really good school counselor. Like that's what they do. You get to be their, their friend. And I was like, man, maybe that would be fitting. And I, I didn't have an elementary school counselor growing up. So I really had to look into it. Um, and I also remember when I was a teacher, just wanting to dive in with kids. Like I would hear things that were going on and I would have, you know, 22 other kids that I had to keep teaching when I really just wanted to like sit with that kid and figure out what was going on and how can we support you better? And, you know, as a classroom teacher, it's really hard to, to have that like one-on-one -on -one relationship in time. So I think like a combination of those two things, maybe be like, this is something I really want to do. And it was, it's just been a really good fit. So I, that's it. And now you're molding others to be school counselors as well. Yes, so which was you. a hard journey too, because we all know like being school counselors, it's you want to be in the building and want to be with kids. So it was really hard for me to step away from it. Um, but there was a really great professor that told me your um, ring of, of effect is like so much greater because you're going to put really great school counselors in with, with kids and they're going to impact change. So your impact just gets to be greater. So I, I love it because I still get to go to schools. I still get to like sit in with kids and I still get that little fix of being in schools while still just getting to talk about something I'm passionate about every day. Very cool. So, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Nick. Nick, 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 Nick. Here we go. Um, so I had a very unique journey. Um, I started out as a elementary teacher and I loved being an elementary teacher. It was very hard for me to actually step away. But what I came to find, um, number one was <clears throat> the whole reason I went into teaching is because when my parents got divorced, I was in a very emotionally, very difficult time in my life. And I had a, and I had a teacher who not only cared about academics, but provided me with the emotional support that I needed. And I wanted to be that for kids. So that's kind of why I initially went into education. Um, when I was a teacher, I came to find that I loved the soft skills, SEL, culture building, all that kind of fun stuff. And not so much the fractions and division and, <laughs> and those kinds of things. So um, that's kind of what led me to be a school counselor because Lindsay was actually a counselor in my building at that time. Like I said, I did not have access to a counselor when I was in school. I didn't even know what a counselor did, um, but I got to see as a teacher what count, what a true school counselor should have done. And I wanted to do that too. So that just kind of what led me to, to where I am. And uh, yeah, it's been a unique journey. That is so cool. Well, my journey was also very unique. Um, I know this shocks many of you, but I was a cheerleader in high school and I just loved that. I loved being in it. I loved helping people. Um, and I see a lot of school counselors doing that. We are cheering on not only our teachers, but also of our kids and our parents. You know, it's hard being a human right now, especially trying to grow up and raise these children. So I um, went through some trauma as well in high school. And being from a small town, my school counselor was connected to that. Um, she was amazing, but it just wasn't appropriate for me to go to her. 
So my mom, being the amazing support of mental health herself, we're going to get you an outside counselor. Went to my sessions with her, and I was actually really sad when it was over because I just loved that connection. And the last couple words that she said to me were, you need to think about being a counselor. I mean, I was a, a junior in high school. I was like, what? Whatever, whatever. Well, here we are. I've been in a school for 11 years. Um, went to K-State, loved K-State, worked for K-State, trying to get others to come to K-State, counseling them on why K-State's so great. <laughs> and then I saw the light at Blue Mont Hall with the Hueys and Dr. Bradley. And I am so glad that I did that because I really do feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be. Well, and school counselor, <laughs> That's right, girl. So fun. So, yes, um, I love hearing all of our journeys and all of these different things and all of us that are here together because of that. And then meeting new people has just been so wonderful. So it is um, we've been on here a while. So does anybody else have something else they want to add before we have to go to the house meeting at 130? Whoop, whoop. Awesome. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for being on our podcast today. Listeners, have a great one. Be awesome. Thank you for kicking it with us today. If you'd like to stay connected, be sure to hit that subscribe button on Spotify or Apple.